we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Look at somebody and say, paid in full. No, this is not your old jam. Eric B. and Rakim. <laughs> somebody, that jam came to their mind. But paid, Jesus, look at somebody and say, Jesus paid it all. Y'all hear people say that? I'm going to explain it to you today so we can get a good understanding of this. Because this argument of Jesus paying it all just kills the whole law enforcers argument anyway. Amen? Especially the ones that try to make you obey the Sabbath. And trying to obey rounding the corners of your hair. That's why they say I need hair and the beard because I've rounded the corners of my head. And Leviticus said don't do that. Okay? Says the guy covered in tats. But don't, you know, I can change my hair, but bro, you can't. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so the Sabbath day, you know, y'all, and remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Y'all understand that was, that was a ceremonial law for back in Moses' day because they would have a Sabbath day unto the Lord where they would not work. They were a self-contained nation. So when they took off, the nation could take off. When, somebody t- when they took off to worship on the Sabbath and had a Sabbath day, the entire nation could cease everything because they were a self-contained nation. That law cannot be extrapolated from them and placed in Gentile society, given that some of us must work on certain days. Right? Another reason you can't extrapolate that and apply that to a Gentile nation such as ours is because our timing is off. We don't know when the moon schedule lands on the God-given Sabbath because they were on a moon calendar, not a a Gregorian calendar like us. Okay? So the evolution of Rome and the Caesars, they produced several calendars, the Julius Caesar, the Julian calendar, and now the Gregorian calendar, which is what we go by. So there is no true Sabbath on our calendar because we're on a seven-day, 24-365 schedule. And the moon isn't. So it's impossible for us to know. So we can't take a pagan day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Those are all named after pagan gods. We can't take one of those days and designate that day as a Sabbath because that doesn't match up with the moon calendar that they went by in the Old Testament or in the the children of Israel. Does that make sense? Okay, that's plain simple. Most of y'all are saying, you already said this before, but there's some new folks in here that don't know that, so I'm letting you know. So it's impossible to even do what they're trying to do, recognizing Saturday as the Sabbath, which is Saturn Day, named after the god Saturn. Okay? It's impossible. So, We know that some of these laws are not going to cross over. They were made for a specific people that were self-contained and could honor them all because they were all under the same leader who was under God. So you can't take it all. So it's just impossible to do that anyway. And there's more laws than the Ten Commandments. Okay, so Jesus, when he referred to the law, he wasn't referring to the Ten. He was referring to all of it. Okay? Okay. Whole bunch of them. Hundreds and hundreds of laws that you would have to obey. The reason why they're hard for us to obey now, most of them are 
hard. It was hard for them to obey him then, but they are impossible to obey now, given our circumstance as a Gentile nation. Now, we are not in bondage to America. Okay, so that's another lie. They try to make it like black people are in bondage to white people. Last I checked, there's some paid black folks in America that's getting money. How many of y'all got a check this week? Last week or the week before? That means you're not in bondage if you got a check. They don't give no slave a check. Where are you going to cash it? There's no bank, slave bank. Slave can't cash a check. Ooh, that's so stupid. It just insulted my intelligence. We are not in bondage. Not in bondage to the white man. Where's Kevin can't make? Nobody didn't do nothing but Chantel. I ain't doing nothing he tried to tell him to do. I ain't in bondage to him. Sorry, sorry, Kevin. <laughs> He's looking like, why, why you gotta use me? I, I, I'm way over here just minding my own business. Why, why you doing that to me, Pat? Now, Kevin's my man, but he know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. I mean, we're not mad. Now, if he had a badge on, I'm going to do what he say. The badge, the, it's the color of the badge I'm going by. I ain't going by the color of the skin. If he got a badge on, he could be a woman with a badge. I got to do what she say because I'm here in America. Can't assume that I'm sovereign. Some dumb stuff. When we went to the Cowboys game, went Friday night, I mean Sunday night, last Sunday night, we went to the game, we trying to pull in, folks protesting. Well, there's only like five or six of them. Protesting. Blank the police was on their sign. F word. On their signs. And my wife said, okay, so when your house get broken into and you call 911, you won't be saying it then. So stupid. Just stupid. Let your car get hit on the freeway. Don't call you, don't you call the cops. Pull your sign out. I mean, what, what is that? Do away with the law because some Negroes think they're sovereign? You think you're better than the law? You know why they want to do away with the law? Because they kids crazy. Yeah, they want to do away with the law because their kids crazy and they tired of their kids getting whipped by the law. But if you had whipped them when they was at home, the law wouldn't have to whip them. You neglected them. You treated them like they were an accident. Then when they grew up and went crazy, now you want to do away with the law to protect them? Ain't nobody protecting your, cre your creatures. You had the monsters. You treated them like monsters all their life, and now you mad because somebody, what? Those were your decisions that created that. Don't be getting mad at the law. Go get mad at them. Hey, man, I wish the cops would bring uh, Jonathan home and tell me that Jonathan was out doing something. Jonathan going to get his tail kicked. Ain't asking the cop nothing. Are you finished? Okay, well, you just go on about your business, sir. Let me get to this. I'm about to tie him up. You go, oh, no, just get your hand off my son. What, my son? Uh -uh. Throw him over here. <laughs> Paid in full. AdamandBeliever.com forward slash the wrong Savior 8. These folk got Jesus all 
wrong. You can't call yourself an, a sovereign Israelite better than other people and be in Christ. Because the Bible says, if any, Christ said, if any man be in him, he's a what? New creature. Well, I think Paul said that, but he was talking about Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creature. Old things are passed away. Behold what? All things become new. Matthew 5 and 17. Jesus said, think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to what? Full feel. Meaning I came to pay it fully. Full feel. Full feel. That's what Jesus said. That, so I didn't come to throw away the law and do away with the Old Testament and do away with the prophets of old and to do away with that. Man, they had their purpose. They had their time. God was teaching our world how he likes things and how we should behave. But he had a sovereign nation to do it with. All other nations were pagan. They did not worship uh, the God of all gods. They had false gods. So in order to keep his people contained, he gave them rules, laws, and regulations and boundaries that they had to adhere to so he could keep them contained with his word and his laws. Does that make sense? They became his people because he had to choose a people. He didn't choose them because they were black and he didn't make them black because he chose them. Yeah, he didn't make them black. No, no, no. That's why I don't like when folks talk about Ham and, oh, the Hamanian curse. And Ham was the Negro and Shem and Japheth. One was light-skinned. Oh, who was their daddy? They all had the same mama and daddy. Well, I, I mean, come on. Nobody in here giving, anybody give birth to different races when you had a baby? Any family in here, you had a Mongolian, then you had a... a, a where did this Vietnamese baby come from? I mean, what? Oh, God has given us a plethora. Different chillings, different chillings from different places. We just having kids. And here's the crazy part. I mean, what if you, what if you do? Marry somebody outside of your race and have a baby. Is the baby doomed? What if you marry a descendant of Esau? A white person. And you have a mixed baby. Well, and this is what they say. Well, baby's black. The baby's black. So the dad, so Kevin's just lost. I'm sorry, Kevin, I'm going to learn some other names in here so I can leave you and Chantel alone. Y'all my people, though. But really, I mean, what, so what? It was regions that separated the people. Y'all know that, right? God confused all their languages on the Tower of Babel. They all migrated to different parts. And then based on the way the sun was up and how long it was up, some folk got baked longer than some others. Some are well done. Some are medium rare. Some are rare. Some are raw. Regions. They all spoke different languages. Because God, who gave him the languages? God. So why is God going to be caught up with Hebrew like God speaks Hebrew? God, who gave him the languages? That means he speaks all of them. So what? 
You got to say his name in Hebrew, even though he created all other languages and gave everybody those languages. So are they doomed now because they have other languages? Or did all those languages come from God? They all came from God. He speaks them all. I've traveled this whole world and I've seen demons manifest in every language. Ask an interpreter, okay, what did it just say? And she got to interpret what the demon said because the demon spoke in their native tongue. But then I can look at the same demon and say, no, I'm not understanding what you're saying. And out of that person that's never spoken my language before, that demon will speak English. Y'all saw that on the exorcist. Somebody got scared just thinking about it. Remember that? Demon was speaking, speaking Italian, then Latin, and then spoke the language of the priest. They do that all the time. Think the devil don't know all the languages? What are we talking about here, y'all? These dudes are so primitive, man. But you know they ain't never encountered no demon because the demon is in them. That's why they're so mad. I've never seen the spirit of the Lord be in somebody and they just mad all the time. That's not how the spirit works. When the spirit comes in, you get joy. Even when you're feeling bad, the, the spirit of the Lord will give you joy. You ain't walking around looking at your past mad at everybody that hurt you. Not with the spirit of the Lord. The Bible said when the spirit of the Lord is there, there's liberty. Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Y'all, this is going to be easy to read through because it's just a word. Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Y'all believe that? Not the works of God. So he's not doing away with the law. He wasn't created here. He, was, he, he wasn't put here for that reason. He was God in the flesh and did not come to contradict anything that, that was written. That's what they, they say he contradicts the Old Testament. So that's why a large number of the Israelites don't believe in Jesus. Now, some of them that do are more confusing to me than the ones that don't. First John 3 and 8 says plainly, he that committed sin is what? Did it say white or black? It just said what? He. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might do what? That he might do what? Destroy the works of the devil. So to fulfill the law simply means Christ provided grace by paying what the law required of us. Jesus went in there, wrote a check, and paid it all. So we're not responsible for the penalty of the law anymore. The manifestation of righteousness is in him so that if we be in him, we are what? Counted what? Righteous. So we're not righteous by obeying the law. We're counted righteous by obeying Christ. Being in Christ and having Christ in us. It was a blood transfusion. He gave his blood sinless blood so that we could use sinless his sinless blood when we stand before the father galatians 3 and 13 christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse what for us for it is written cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree so he became the curse for us to pay the curse for us does that make sense this scripture means that we live according to his commandment and it will cover the law and the teachings of the Old Testament prophets. Love your neighbor what? As yourself. That's it. 
So Jesus is the manifestation of the entire law of Moses, and he summed it all up with one law. Love your neighbor what? As yourself. You notice, you notice that doesn't have anything to do with the Sabbath. Why would he be talking about the Sabbath to the Gentile nation? And everyone in the Gentile nation cannot observe a Sabbath. Because we're all under different rulers. So to open this up for the world, he just said, okay, well then, when you're under those leaders or rulers or whatever, just love your neighbor as yourself. James 2 and 8, if ye fulfill the royal law according to the scriptures, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyselves. What happens? You do what? Is that the same word as well done, my good and faithful servant? Do well, well done. If you obey the law that says, the royal law that says thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, you do well. Anybody want to do well? I want to hear God say you've done well because you've loved your neighbor as yourself. And that's the thing, man, these dudes, they, they, they observe the Sabbath, but they don't love their neighbor. Your neighbor could be white. You know that, right? Oh, he wasn't talking about them. That's what they say. You just made that up. Like, you just, you just said whatever was in your head. I mean, and some of these Hebrews like need to be biologists. I mean, y'all need to learn the study of blood. You don't even understand the degrading of race and DNA and mixtures and all that. Man, where, where is this black coming from? Like, is it skin black? So the lighter you get, the less Israel light you are? Is it, do you go by the grade of hair? Matthew 5 and 18, for verily I say unto you, Jesus is still talking, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot or tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Not one jot or tittle, meaning not one letter, not one writing, not any little tittle that the ink pen can, can make. None of it's going to pass from the law till it all be fulfilled. So whoever therefore shall break one of the least commandments, uh, one of these least commandments, and shall teach men to do so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Let me explain what he's saying. The law of God is unchanging because he is his law, right? So the law didn't go anywhere as far as God's law of being God, and this is how he thinks. God still thinks the same. God is still God. God didn't change. The Bible said he can't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Isn't that what the Bible says? So he can't change. So the law doesn't change. His law doesn't change as far as he being his law. The law is his commandment to teach us his ways and his thoughts. So the Old Testament is great for understanding just how God feels about things because his law is who he is. Galatians 3 and 24. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that, he, that we might be justified by faith. So it's saying that the laws of God were created as a schoolmaster, meaning a teacher, to bring us unto Christ. So it was a teacher to teach us before the coming of faith and grace came. Keep us in line. Give us the rules and the regulations, how we ought to behave. That's what we're doing in church right now. Look at somebody say, this is just a rehearsal. 
Because when we get to heaven, y'all remember that song. These, these new folks don't know them old quite. But this is just a rehearsal. So we're having church right now as a rehearsal of how we're going to fellowship forever. So in a sense, the church is a schoolmaster to teach us how to get along now so, because we're going to spend forever together. So the law is the same way. It's a schoolmaster to teach us God's ways until the manifestation of Christ comes so that we may be justified by faith in him. We are still required to keep the commandments of God and teach men to do so. When we obey his commandments, we will be counted as great in the kingdom of heaven. That's why I was giving you an example of certain commandments don't match up with our Gentile, Gentile society. You think Jesus didn't know that? That's why Jesus said, well, here, let me, let, me, let me fix this. So these commandments can transcend to all people, to the Jew first, then the Gentile. Let me give you just two. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, thy spirit, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Those two can transcend into any culture or people group. When we obey his commandments. So Romans 8 and 4 says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but what? So basically Jesus is saying instead of rules to tame us, our flesh outwardly, I'm going to give you my spirit inwardly, which will alter your behavior anyway. So if my spirit comes in you and the fruits of my spirit, the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance, if those things are born inside of you, then it's going to change your outward actions. So instead of us trying to tell you what to do from the outside, Jesus is going to change you from the inside. That's why he said circumcision has passed. So circumcision, that's an outward circumcision. He said, I'm going to circumcise your heart. So your beard, look at somebody said, the beard don't matter. Dude, you can grow a beard so long you look like Rip Van Winkle and you tripping over it. It don't make you righteous, man. Do you have a beard inwardly? Let's, let's look at your inward beard. Beard of the heart. My heart got out. <laughs> so do you look like him on the inside? I know you don't because you're mad all the time. This is not saying that we can be perfect and never break the law. It's saying that through Christ, we can be counted worthy of obeying the law by accepting his blood as payment for our sins. Is that not so simple to understand? Hebrews 12 and 24. The Bible calls them the, Bible calls them the synagogue of Satan, meaning the de they're a part of the devil's church. You can't help them. Their job is not for you to help them. Their job is for them to convert you. To take all your anger, your bitterness, you're upset, you were fatherless, you were abandoned, you were molested, whatever happened to you when you were, their job is to take that and manifest that into some kind of religious angry movement so that you can voice how angry you are through the God you serve. Instead of forgiving and loving and moving on. Anybody have to move on from their bad past? Moving on. Hebrews 12 and 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of what? 
I mean, is there an old covenant? If there's a if, if there's a new covenant, then that means that there was an old one. Don't new make old old. So if there's a new covenant, then that means there was an old covenant. And so if the new covenant is the covenant, which is contractual agreement, covenant. So if we're a part of a new contractual agreement, then we're not a part of the old agreement. There can only be one agreement. Amen. You can't bring your papers from your old apartment and try to use that and pay the same rent in your new house. That contract is void and now you have a new covenant. No matter how much, no matter, I don't care how much you like the old agreement. When the new one comes, the old one is no more. If the old covenant still has merit, then Christ was crucified in vain. Because he's the mediator of the what? He said, and to Jesus, the mediator of new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Meaning Abel's blood spoke out of the old covenant requiring the death of Cain. So Cain died. He really died even though he stayed alive. He died because he became a vagabond. So he was dead to society. Are you listening to me? Because Abel's blood cried out for his death or payment for his death. But Jesus now answers that and satisfies that. So when sin occurs, Christ's blood sprinkles on it and satisfies it. So it's no more an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I get, I get emails about that, Gerard. Eye for an eye. I'm like, dude, you're going to live in the eye for an eye? That means you should be dead. I bet your baby mama wish you was. But y'all, this is just a result of folks with no shepherd. Like the teaching I'm giving y'all right now, they don't have. Because they don't want leadership and authority. So they're confused. They're opening up the Bible and they're taking it literally. And then they're finding the parts that make them feel good and sticking with that. Matthew 5 and 20, Jesus preaches some more. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into where? Who are the scribes and the Pharisees? The Israelites, the leaders of the Israelites, the Hebrew Israelite leader. They don't have leaders now, but they had them back then. These are the heads of them. And Jesus went straight at them. And while they standing there said, hey, unless you're better than these folk right here that think they're good, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. They're like, what? Why? What? What? We are good. Man, we never mess up. We never. He said, okay, so y'all never mess up and y'all think y'all good. He said, y'all, y'all got to be better than that. Why is that? Because they're not good enough. 
Who's good enough? No one. That's why we need Jesus. They wouldn't accept the fact that they weren't good enough. The ones now won't accept the fact that they're not good enough. They think they're better just because they're black. The scribes and Pharisees believed they were good enough to enter the kingdom because they obeyed the law and appeared righteous. John 8 and 33. They answered him, we be Abraham's seed. So we were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, you shall be made free? Man, the arrogance. You talking to Jesus and you going to say, hey, man, we, 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 we're Abraham's seed. We're not in bondage. What you mean we're going to be free? Nobody keeps us in bondage. But Christ came to teach that appearing good, appearing good enough is not good enough. Amen. And, you know, some of the Pentecostals need to read this, too. Amen. The Holy Ghost ain't in a skirt and women can't wear pants. And the, 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 yeah, amen. That's what, that's, that's what made the way for all of this food. It's this folk trying to use appearance. Now, now understand, let me, let me give my disclaimer. Say folks don't look like hoochies and, and pimps. Let's talk about the dudes too. Hey man, I saw a video of some gospel singers the other day and the dude's pants look like leotards. Why your pants so tight? So I understand that, but still, you can wear the dressiest dress you've ever seen. Face dried, I mean, no moisturizer, not even noxema. Touch your face, you so holy. Lips can look dried up, I mean, you can... Be covered in, 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 in sackcloth. Yeah. And you're still not good enough. Preacher, you could have a four-piece suit on. You ain't never heard of that. They ain't even invented that yet. Four-piece. Grandfather clock in your pocket. With a slave chain holding it. Bro, you can walk in just making all kind of noise. Sprayed on enough Aramis. The whole church. <laughs> and you're still not good enough. You're still not good enough. The law keeper's hostile disposition toward Christ proved that they were not perfect as they appeared. Okay, so basically, John 8 and 37 says, I know you're Abraham's seed. But you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you, Abraham's seed. So let's, let's just take the beard and all that stuff out the equation. You sitting here ready to kill me. That's letting me know that you're not good enough. You appear righteous, but the Bible says you got, you're full of dead men's bones. To exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, one must accept the very Messiah that the Pharisees then rejected. So to exceed their righteousness, what Jesus was talking about, you got to be better than them. Basically, you got to believe on me. They won't believe on me. That's how you get better than them. They worried about skin color. Man, you better be in Christ. Being in Christ makes our righteousness perfect. Because he paid the price of the law with his life and death. Hebrew 8 and 6. 
but now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a what? Better suggests that you got a covenant. Then a better covenant comes along. Which one do you want? So he's the mediator of a what? Which was established upon what? Summary! Our righteousness is filthy rags according to the scripture. Anyone that is claiming their righteousness based solely on their behavior or skin color is deceiving themselves because our flesh cannot what? So if our behavior can't satisfy it, you know our Negroid skin ain't going to satisfy it. You are not walking into heaven and showing your face. And I, 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 I solely believe Adam and Eve and every, I, I, they were all black. They were all, as if we're going to just use color of, if we're going to use hue, which is H-U-E, color of skin just as far as shade is concerned, oh yeah, all of them were dark skin. They had to be, because you can't get dark from light. You got to get light from dark. It's just degradation. You go to mixing colors. Get you some watercolors. Mix colors, and you mix the lighter color in with the dark, it gets lighter. Keep mixing light in, it gets lighter. Right? Y'all understand what I'm saying? So if we're just talking about skin hues, then yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I believe that. I believe all of that. I believe, but I, I don't believe God has ever looked at our color as something to represent who we are in him. Because it's too circumstantial. It could be based on the sun. It could be based on degradation of DNA. So many people have been together. It could be based on genes. It could be based on recessive genes. It could be based on albino genes. It could be based on so many variables. It wouldn't be fair for God to look on a color and judge it. And if he was going to judge colors, why did he judge it? Why didn't he say it? The dark the darker skins are mine, saith the Lord. But the red skins and the pink feet, none of that is of me. What? He never said any of that. Jesus would have been saying it. All the, hey, hey my, the gospel is for all of those except for those of a lighter hue. Why did the Bible never differentiate and we're differentiating? That tell you somebody to put something in there that they wanted. They read something in it that they wanted to read. How you know the white people aren't the lost tribe? It's less of them than anyone. They have the least numbers. Well, maybe they're the lost ones. Who cares? As far as I'm concerned, we all lost. And we need a savior. Man, I'm just trying to get in heaven. It is impossible to live the standard of God's law daily without error. Only Jesus was able to do it. He lived his life to do it. And his sin-free life did what? It fulfilled the law. His death satisfied God because he was sin-free. So his sinless blood is available for all of us with sinful blood to make us appear righteous before God. God hadn't changed. The blood changed us. Right? He lived his life to do it, 
and his sin-free life fulfill the law. His death satisfies God and allows us grace for our error and salvation to enter the kingdom of heaven when we die. Jesus' grace does not negate the law of the prophets. God's laws, precepts, and the teachings of the prophets of old provides us insight on his point of view and how the culture of God functioned. But God sent his son to live and die as penance for us to save the Gentile nations and those that were reared under a different what? Culture. This makes us all, how much is all? This makes us all Israelites in a sense because Jesus is the Israel of God. If we are in Christ and we live according to his commandment, then we will be counted great in the kingdom of heaven. Let's read. Shall we read? Please, let's read. Galatians 3 and 5 says, but after that faith is come, we are no longer under what? This is the Bible, y'all. After faith is come, we're no longer under the schoolmaster. For ye are, how, how much is all? All the children of God, how? By faith in who? See, that's not for the white people. That, he was talking just to the, all, how much is all? Oh. For as many of you as have been baptized into who? Christ, this is spiritual, have put on who? Christ. Y'all ready for this one? There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither what? Bond nor free. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither what? Male, what? He doesn't discriminate. All can come to Christ. For ye are all what? Ye, mm, did he say Jew and Greek in there? He said there's neither Jew nor Greek because ye are what? All what? One in who? Okay, y'all are y'all really ready for this next? Now this next one is a doozy here. This is the nail in the coffin. This is the showstopper right here. Galatians 3 and 29. This is it. I mean, there's nothing after this Hebrew Israelite. If ye be Christ's, then are ye what? If ye be Christ's, then ye are what? Abraham's seed. And what? Heirs according to the promise. Y'all come take offering. Come on. I'm serious. That's it. That's it. Come on. That's it. That's, look at somebody say, that's it. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.